Many churches have been destroyed. So mission and evangelism had stopped. Schools destroyed, farmland destroyed. We started meeting with pastors to solve those problems. Across the world today, millions of Christians are persecuted. They face oppression, imprisonment, displacement, and even death, simply because of their faith in Jesus Christ. These courageous believers are our brothers and sisters. We are in this together with them and we need to hear their voice. Join host Kenan as we discover their stories today on Release International's Voice podcast. While in prison, the Apostle Paul wrote to the Colossian Christians, pray for us that God may open a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ. In this edition of Release International's Voice podcast, we continue our current focus on Nigeria. We speak to Mark Mukan, who oversees one of the projects Release International is supporting in that country, a project which seeks to take the gospel back to those areas ravaged by violent persecution. Well, hello, Mark, and welcome to Release International's Voice podcast. It's a pleasure. What a wonderful time to connect with you over there. Thank you very much. Now, Mark, you work with one of the projects in Nigeria that Release International is pleased to support. But before we go on to talk about that, can you just tell us briefly a little bit about yourself, your background, perhaps, and how you became a Christian? My name is Mark Mokan. By the grace of God, I'm a priest with the Anglican Diocese of Joss and um, a husband of one wife, Yenis, blessed with four biological children and many children staying with us even as believers. I want to share briefly about my Christian background. By the grace of God, I'm born and bred in a Christian family, but I made a commitment to Christ when I got to the university in 1984 at St. Andrew's Anglican Church in Zaria, where the then Bishop, um, Reverend Benjamin Arga Kwashi, who is now the Bishop of Jos, Archbishop Benjamin Kwashi, who is the uh, Gokhan General Secretary, was the priest. He ministered during the Easter service. I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And since then, he has nurtured me. And now, also in the diocese, the discipleship continues. And by the grace of God, this is where I am today with you. Thanks for sharing that, Mark. It's always uh, lovely, isn't it, to learn about a fellow Christian and about how God has been at work in their life. So one of Release International's partners in Nigeria, and you've just mentioned him, and it's a pleasure for us to have him as our partner, is Archbishop Ben Kwashi. So I want us in this edition of our Voice podcast to explore the work that is at the heart of that partnership. Now, you now oversee that work. Can you begin by summing up for us what it's all about, the, the training work that you do? With what has transpired in the Northeast, the desire is to strategically equip pastors, church leaders in the Northeast to take the same gospel back to those areas ravaged by Boko Haram and the lights. We have traveled several times with Hassan John to Meduguri, Damatru, Yola in the Northeast to meet with Christian brothers and sisters suffering the Boko Haram persecution, and we saw how 
the brethren there were coping with the refugees and victims of Boko Haram. We saw how pastors would gather and do not know how to handle the various attacks and how to explain God's love amidst injustice to people suffering with this kind of problem. Because they themselves were part, uh, partook in the pain of the people. Many churches have been destroyed and the congregation scattered. So mission and evangelism had stopped. Schools destroyed, farmland destroyed. Not easy for people to move in. We started meeting with pastors to solve those problems. We are grateful that Release International came to help us with this critical project right on time. I just want to thank God for that. Thank you, Mark. So you, you've touched on one or two important things there. So in terms of the work that you're now involved with, can you give our listeners perhaps some idea of the extent of that Christian suffering in the northeast of Nigeria that you just referred to? So, for example, to what extent has the church, as it existed, let's say, 20, 30 years ago, been impacted by persecution in that part of Nigeria? My dear brothers and sisters, I know that the northeast of Nigeria was once a strong area of Christian of Christian missionary work, and that many churches today are no more. Many denominations were in the northeast as a result of Islamic attack. I just want to see denominations like Church of the Brethren, the EYN, which is major in in um in, in the Northeast and the Lutheran Church, alongside other churches, have lost churches. The critical work that has been done in Borno State, especially around Chibogboza area, among the Canary people in the last 30 years, has been a great blessing to the communities. Schools were established, health facilities provided, at least the very basics. SIM had about 143 hospitals, clinic, and dispensaries, but today they are reduced to only by a pocket. Too many still think that Borno State is predominantly Muslim. That is far from the truth. It can be argued that Medjugorje and a few other major towns are Muslims, and the government is in control by predominantly Muslim, but the villagers are, <laughs> are animist, following their traditional beliefs. But many of those villages have become Christians due to the hard work of the brethren. That is why Boko Haram persisted in attacking all those schools, churches, hospitals, and made Goza the capital of its own caliphate today. By the time Boko Haram emerged, there were more than 3,000 churches in Borno State, but today there are hardly 50 churches standing, even as I'm speaking today. We've been speaking to Mark McCann, who has outlined our partner's vision to strategically take the gospel back to those difficult areas of northern Nigeria, where Christians have suffered so much at the hands of Islamist militants. Continue listening now as he explains more of the work his team is doing and as he calls on Christians in the UK 
to continue praying. You've outlined uh, what the work that Release International is supporting is seeking to do. So can you describe for our listeners a little bit more of what that means in practice? What is it that you're endeavouring to do to further the gospel in the Northeast and how are you going about it? When we realised that the Boko Haram had devastated so many Christian villages and was targeting and killing Christians, added to the fact that the government, both federal and state in Borno, who are predominantly Muslim, are distorting the truth and changing the narratives, we clearly saw that the church was facing an extinction problem. If nothing is done about it, it would likely be wiped out. The only way we felt we could respond properly and decisively about what is happening to this hatred, we felt only the love of Jesus Christ and to spread the love of Jesus Christ amongst the people. And so, Hassan John and myself have mixed up, done everything to try to make sure that pastors gather together. Without security surrounding them, we have been able to go even underground to some villages carrying the love of Jesus Christ. We are happy to say that at least even last week, many turned to receive Jesus Christ. At least 50 Muslims were added to the Christian uh, gathering of people that we have sent to go and minister to the people in the communities where they were. So what is it that you're doing to, you mentioned there, obviously bringing pastors together, and that's important. So how are you strategically training them and equipping them? In fact, they come from different denominations. And from here, what we do is to try to, um, with so many pastors that are standing, teaching discipleship, trauma counseling to the people, and then trying to reach out to gather them together to make sure that even in the place where they equally meet and have problems, we try to arrange speakers to be able to stand with them and to be able to teach them. So in a nutshell, what, what, are you, what are you hoping will be the fruit of this strategic work that you're doing? We desire to see that indeed Christians are returned back to their own homes. We desire that churches put their heads together to be able to stand that people, even in the communities as they return to their own villages, they should be able to stand in their own faith. We desire that even in areas where Boko Haram has devastated, we desire that this gospel that they have so attacked, God will use them, will turn them around so that they can in turn be the proper propagators of this same gospel. We desire that this strategic work will strengthen the believers that are equally on the ground there to be able to stand alongside us even as we fight this battle with them. And we desire that if it please God, this villages that has been devastated, God will carry people from wherever they are into those villages, even as we stand with them in faith to be able to fight the battle. We have realized that even to reach out to the people that are on the ground, the people that will reach them much more are the people that we've been training on the ground. Because sometimes you have to use even the same kind of language to be able to reach out to the people that um, are attacked by this particular problem. 
So the people on ground that we train are the root people who are on from the grassroots, even in that territory. So by the grace of God, we desire that um, those areas, as they return, they will carry the gospel over there. Well, praise God that uh, by his grace that will continue to happen. Uh, now, Mark, I realise there may be some things you can say, some, some things you can't say in this podcast, but can you give us some examples, even if they're only sort of general examples, of some of the encouragements that you've seen as this project has developed over the past three or four years? We have seen many who have turned to Jesus Christ being encouraged in faith, being followed up. We have also many who have from Islamic background received Jesus Christ as Lord, have also been relocated, tried to uh, um, nurture in discipleship and then to plow them back to reach out to their own people also at the same time. Um, series of meetings has been organized to pull them together and then to encourage them to return back. That's great to hear. That's really encouraging to hear God at work uh, in and through the work that you're doing to equip the church. Um, and it's been inspiring to hear that work that you're overseeing there in Nigeria. So, Mark, as you look forward from this point, um, can I ask, what would you want Christians in the UK to be praying for? in the days ahead, particularly with regard, obviously, to this work that you're involved in? Christian in the UK should pray that the Lord open doors for these people to return back to their own homes and that the Lord will raise trained pastors and teachers, that the Lord will help those who are in the displaced count. Many of the children that are there do not have parental care, they don't have even their parents. The condition there, the biases of the evil one, even in that particular, in those camps, are beyond words. We desire that you pray along with us, that indeed God will restore back his people back. Pray along with us that the church will stand strong. Pray along with us that indeed gate of hell will not prevail over the church. Pray that the pastors will be of one voice. And we just want to thank Release International for standing by us, sending us on several locations alongside partnering to try to see these people to encourage them. This leads us to in turn return back to encourage the people surrounding them. And we will be able to continue to spread the love of Christ despite the hatred and attack on these churches. We also are asking for prayer that our faith and the faith of all our Christian brothers and sisters will continue to grow despite the persecution. And we hope to continue to multiply the prayer groups, fellowship group, discipleship group that we have already started and be able to disciple and follow them up. There's need for prayer because many have been displaced. Relocating into their own territory is a problem. Pray that God will help raise one for them to enable them to return back. Pray for those who have lost their parents, lost loved ones. Pray that God will comfort them in every sphere to the glory of the Lord. Release International is currently focusing on Nigeria in a campaign that we've called Out of These Ashes. 
That phrase is actually taken from Archbishop Ben Quashie's book, Neither Bomb Nor Bullet, which is available from Release International. Now, as a finale to that current campaign, we're very much looking forward to you coming over to the UK, Mark. So can you tell us a little bit about that? By the grace of God, um, I have been looking forward to my visit also to get to share about this um, recent happenings and around this country also and the places where we have so visited. I look forward to, by the grace of God, come to share and to appreciate um, the brethren also for standing by us in the place of prayer for their support and encouragement to come and share the experiences of our pains with the people over there. I'm trusting the Lord that by the grace of God, with the many pictures and some short videos that the Lord will enable me to come with, they will be source of encouragement to add to the people to be able to see some of the pain and the difficulties and struggles that people have passed through and that the Lord has enabled us to um, equally be there to encourage them. I look forward to the opportunity to encourage the brethren over there to stand firm in the faith well, that the enemy has risen with fury over this nation and you are standing by us to encourage you to stand. Finally, I would love to see the opportunity given. I will have an opportunity to return back to say to the brethren, thank you for the gospel that we share either way, there and here, that the pain we pass through, you also are passing through. The struggles, you're also passing through by what you do. That's wonderful. Mark McCann, it's been a pleasure having you on this edition of Release International's Voice podcast. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Pray for us, wrote Paul, that God may open to us a door for the word. In the face of tremendous suffering, Christians in Nigeria are seeking that same opening of doors for the gospel today. Let's continue to pray for them and for the gospel work they are doing. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of The Voice Podcast. Please do subscribe through your favourite podcast app so you can stay connected to the voice of persecuted Christians. We'd love to hear your feedback on the podcast too, so please do share your comments with us. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn and YouTube. And if you don't already receive our free quarterly magazine or prayer alert emails, then you can subscribe on our website at releaseinternational.org forward slash podcast. Remember those who are in prison as if you were in there together with them, and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Do not abandon them 